name is Robert Neville. I am a survivor living in New York City. I am broadcasting on all AM frequencies. I will be at the South Street Seaport every day at midday when the sun is highest in the sky. If you are out there, if anyone is out there, I can provide food, I can provide shelter, I can provide security. Welcome back to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. This is our third and final part in our quarantine scene series. Uh, just real quick, we're going to get into more recommendations from a number of artists and uh, podcasters. Uh, but first, of course, our social, our social media stuff. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Growing Punk Pod. Wherever you're listening to the show, please rate, review, subscribe. Please tell your friends. I uh, would love to grow the show. We've got a lot of friends involved in these last couple of episodes, but would love to get some more. Simple as that. So without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. Hey everyone, this is Roger Camaro from the bands No Motive, The Warriors, Retaliate, and Peaced Out. I'd like to thank David and Growing Up Punk Podcast for having me contribute to this episode. I'd like to share with you my three records from my quarantine collection. (laughs) So Album number one comes from the band Health from Los Angeles. They're a uh, noise rock band that has been around for quite some time now. Um, They most definitely come from the punk scene, although they've evolved into a much more electronic-based band, but they have not... uh, mellowed out by any means they're one of the most intense bands i've heard in the past decade my favorite record from them is called death magic but the record that i would like to share with you guys for our days of quarantine is their newest record which was released last year called volume four slaves of fear Yeah. 
song I'd like to share from that record is called Feel Nothing, which is the first single from Slaves of Fear. And uh, the title kind of speaks for itself. We're, we're all dealing with a very um, uncertain, strange time in our lives. And uh, this, this song, although is pretty dark and uh, ominous, it kind of helps in a strange way. Um, I don't know about you, but I kind of love listening to kind of dark, sad music. And uh, somehow it cheers me up. Um, the next record I highly recommend listening to is called First Flesh by the band Detoxy from Ventura, California. <laughs> to the 2000s whenever no motive would play a hometown show we'd play in ventura most likely and there would be a good chance that the missing 23rd or the return would be on the bill for those shows and fast forward decades later two of the guys in detoxy come from both of those bands that i just mentioned and my favorite song off of First Flesh is a track called Masks. This could basically be the uh, <laughs> feel-good hit of the summer because um, we're all going to be wearing them for the next several months if we dare go outside. I've got some honorable mentions that I could uh, shout out, but we'll save that for the end. The last but not least third record I would like to share today is an album called Another Year by the band In Control from Oxnard, California. I think I'm Realize 
Control is the greatest band to ever come from Oxnard. And um, that's that's not a biased opinion. <laughs> Those are facts. It's hard to pick a favorite song off of this record. And at a time that we are all social distancing ourselves from each other, some of us are lucky to have company in our homes. Um, but not everybody has that luxury. And... I can imagine that this is a very difficult time, especially for those who are socially active and, like myself, feel like they need to see the outside world and interact with with people on a daily basis. So I picked Better Way because this is a challenging time for all of us. And I know we try to remind each other that we're not alone in this, Um, but please reach out to your loved ones, reach out to your friends. Not everybody is outgoing as the other, and this is the time that although we are not physically together, we need to see this through um, emotionally, mentally with each other and so do what you can call your friends video chat whatever it is that you can do better way is a song about trying to find the positives and we all have our own struggles with our realities And I think it's safe to say that right now, more than ever before, we're all in a situation that we can't escape and make the most of this situation, take care of all the things you wanted to, take the time to slow down. A lot of us, before this even happened, could have used a reset button on their lives and I feel like this is that time for all of us to exhale and make this the best situation possible now for those honorable mentions I had in mind um (laughs) they are three songs that pretty much sum up reality the first song is the track titled Isolation by the band Joy Division off of the album Closer. It's a classic. If you haven't heard it, do it now. The second song I'd like to share is a track called Contaminated by the artist Banks. And the song is off of her newest record titled Three. Now, I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm 40, and I can't literally listen to hardcore and punk and metal all day, every day. So I've got a soft spot for some some electronic artists, and Banks is probably my favorite of that genre. And my third song I'd like to share to close this out is the song Infected by Bad Religion 
off of Stranger Than Fiction. Um, oh yes, don't go outside unless you really have to. Unless you really, truly have to go outside and interact with other humans right now, don't do it. Unless you want to get infected. What's up guys, this is Sam Cabrera from 90s Punk Rock Covers. Today I'm going to share three albums with you which may be considered a little bit underrated from three bands that I really love. For number one, Title Fight, Floral Green. this band I feel they were a breath of fresh air when they came up in the scene in the late 2000s they were one of the pioneers of that whole resurgence of the 90s alternative grunge and punk mashup um, some standout tracks to me are leave like a ritual make you cry sympathy and frown for number two homegrown kings of pop
another band that sort of lived under the shadows of a lot of the more popular pop-punk bands of the 90s. Um, most of their songs were always silly and a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but I really feel that this album was their best work to date. Um, songs like Tomorrow, Give It Up, I'll Never Fall In Love are really some of my favorite tracks of this record. And finally, number three, The Get Up Kids, Guilt Show. God bless is a man of conviction With evidence enough to convict him So he stands by the side of the victim And strength enough to forgive him Hopefully nobody saw him and Hopefully nobody saw him Means justified by the ending Sinner and saint for defending The bastard by him that is bleeding Let's face it, nothing will ever be something to write home about, but this record really comes close to me on a more personal note. It was a record that, at that point in my life, really helped me cope and get through, so the whole album to me is really awesome, but if I were to pick a few tracks, I would say Men of Conviction, Martyr Me, How Long Is Too Long, and Sympathy. Alright guys, so I hope you enjoyed my list, and I really hope everyone is staying safe and calm during this whole crisis, so stay positive and give this album a listen now on your free time. All right, thank you guys for having me and cheers. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, it's Jed from Talking Records. I'm hiding out in my house, and while I'm choosing to isolate myself from the masses, I've been going through and listening to a ton of records. I've got three here that I feel are pretty underrated, and I'd love to tell you about them. Okay, first up, Resistor by The Decline. Released in 2015, this skate punk record sounds like it would have been right at home on Fat Records in the 90s. The production is super bright and clean, and these Australians know how to write incredible hooks. With two vocalists trading off, the record paces wonderfully, and it's been in high rotation for me for a while now. Definitely worth picking up. Giving Up is a Gateway Drug is my favorite track. Next. You need to check out Mobina Galore's 2019 album Don't Worry. It's 
been a long time since an album completely knocked me on my ass after the first listen. The duo of Jenna and Marsha from Winnipeg write heart-wrenchingly honest songs about pain and confusion and deliver them like a punch to the gut. It's loud and fast, and it's just two people. Definitely check it out. Check out Escape Plan and then Just Went Away. All right, finally, one of my favorite records to come out in the last few years is Belvedere's The Revenge of the Fifth. It's the band's first new music in over 12 years. It's fast, melodic punk done right, and a must-listen for anyone who grew up on punk. Check out the standout track, Delicate Stressin'. But check them all out. The whole album rips. Well, there you go. Some punk rock records I think you'll all enjoy while you're washing your hands and avoiding each other. What's up? This is John Gaskill, drummer and vocalist of Comrades on Facedown Records, former drummer of Conveyor, Life in Your Way, and a whole list of other bands, but who cares? I'm here to share with you three punk records to discover and enjoy during this time of quarantine. The first has been a go-to of mine the last couple weeks, Baydream by Culture Abuse. Everybody's asking me to such a fun record. This record is a blast, but the title track, Baydream, Dip, and Calm E are some of my favorites. Every song on Baydream puts a smile on my face and it's going to make you want to dance, so I hope you enjoy it. Number two, this one pairs up really well with Culture Abuse, is Cheer by Drug Church. Mm-hmm. 
opener it's probably my favorite track but some of the other highlights are weed pin and dollar story such a cool record and since this list is for grown-up punk my third choice is a throwback that i think is often overlooked and underappreciated set your goals by Siv. Love the Gorilla Biscuits, but their later projects, Quicksand and Civ, were staples of my high school years. Set Your Goals is fun, it's diverse, it's serious, but then it's silly. The title track, um, Can't Wait One Minute More, soundtrack for violence. Man, this record is punk, it's hardcore, but mostly it's fun. And in times like these, I think it's so valuable to have music that helps us enjoy life and maintain, maintain positivity. So, that's it. That's my, my three records you should discover during your coronavirus lockdown. Hope you enjoyed them. Thanks. Siobhan Woodrow from the podcast She's a Punk and I have three records that I think are amazing or incredible and that everybody should know about them so if you are spending your time in quarantine this is exactly what you should be listening to and we're going to start off with a band called The Humblers I kind of got connected to this band through um, something that I do on my podcast called She's a Punk Radio and I, you know, I reach out to bands all across the world, or bands reach out to me, they submit me their music, and the Humblers reached out to me and they told me their story. And they were like, hey, we're a three-piece from L.A., and we're all working dominatrixes. And I was like, hey, that's a good hook. This is a really good hook. And then I listened to the record, and the record is actually amazing. The album is called Please to Beat You. It's just draws on inspiration from their work lives, all the shit that they do as working dominatrixes, and you think it would be kind of, you know, I don't know, like a one-trick pony. It's not. The album is really, really good. Go check out Please to Beat You. This EP is like six tracks long. The whole thing, I think, runs like eight minutes. It's banger after banger. It is so good. And I would say that the track of note is Republicans. And it's talking about all of the, uh, I don't know, the Republicans that come and secretly pay the money to be abused. And now these people that actively fight against the uh, sex workers' lifestyle are the people that often keep the lights on. So it's a really, really great record called Pleased to Beat You, The Humplers. On to album number two. 
This one came out in 2019, just last year, by a band called Control Top. The record is called Covert Tracks. length album the record label that they're on is called get better it's a really great record label they're fucking awesome this album when i found it i was blown away i think this band's been around for a little while i don't know too much about them i can tell you that they are three-piece philly uh, if you like hardcore this album is definitely for you they sing about all the shit that we love to hate like capitalism and the patriarchy it is such a good album really really and truly um I don't know, vocals are really great. It's just great. It's just great. Just trust me on this one. The track of note here is unapologetic. But honestly, I really love this album top to bottom. And I know it actually even made a few lists. Like it got kind of some hype from mainstream media. Like Pitchfork, I think, really dug this album. I don't know if that means anything to you. If it doesn't, I hope that doesn't turn you off. But truly, the album is so good. The band is control top. The record is covert tracks. So do yourself a favor. Go get that. My last one, certainly not least, my last one is a Toronto band. You know, I'm Canadian. I'm from Toronto. I gotta rep the hood. Toronto band called Bad Waitress. The album is called Party Bangers Volume 1. So, so good. I've been seeing Bad Waitress play around the city for know, like two years, maybe, let's say. They haven't been together for like a super long time. That being said, they have a very, uh, how do I describe this? Kind of like a punk rock Riot girl feel. They feel like they're from the middle of the 90s, like dead set middle of the 90s. I actually ended up seeing them open for L7 at one point, which was an incredible bill and really well put together because they feel like they are of that era without sounding like a nostalgia act. They sound like a completely original band. They just really feel authentically from that time. I hope that that makes sense. So that record came out in 2018. Not super new. Not that that's what you're going for, but I want to give you fresh material to work with here. Um, the, the, the record label that they're on is Royal Mountain Records. Party Bangers, honestly, I, I never skip a track when I listen to this record. I never skip a track. It really helps that the women that are in this band are also all super nice people, really, really incredible folk. 
But really and truly from the bottom of my heart, this album, I do not skip a single song when I listen to it. I would say track of note is the opener. It's called What Do I Want? It's about getting fucked up, not remembering what you did last night, and uh, I guess committing to your mistakes. <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know, that's just my interpretation of it. So that record, like I said, Party Bangers Volume 1. I don't know when their next album's going to come out. They put out a new single. It's amazing. It's called That Sedative, but I just don't know anything else. I don't know if there's a Party Bangers Volume 2. So go listen to this album to tie you over in the meantime. Absolutely. So, The Humblers, Control Top, and Bad Waitress. These are all really incredible bands that while you are in quarantine, and maybe you're going nuts, this is your opportunity to find great new punk in your life. Uh, And hey guys, thanks for asking me to do this. I appreciate it. So kind of you to reach out. I hope you like this. I hope this is what you're looking for. All right. Trust your gut. Hey, this is Chris, uh, one of the hosts from the uh, Wasting Time podcast, uh, based in the UK. Just want to give a a shout out to our our friends in uh, Growing Up Punk podcast. They reached out out to us and asked if we wanted to contribute for their upcoming show. And like, we really appreciate that. More than happy to be a a part of it because we're we're big fans of of, of what you guys do. And I think this is a really cool thing to do to try and... uh, you know, reach out across the podcast community, um, particularly with everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, so, yeah, th- so thanks, uh, Aaron, in particular, for, for reaching out to us. So confined to our homes across the world, like, um, you know, it's a perfect time to be listening to music. And I am very happy to discuss some of some of the records uh, that I feel might be somewhat overlooked in the in the punk and alternative world. So what I've done, I've, it, this has been really tough for me just to, to pick three that stood out that, that I feel for me are underrated. So I'm going to quickly go through those three and then I want to, I'll, I'll give some honorable mentions to bands that have records that could have made the list or just bands who I feel are kind of overlooked in general. Uh, okay. So I'll get right into it. First one of, well, so I've cheated a little bit. First one I've picked, I've just picked a band because I couldn't. I love all their records and I couldn't pick a single one. So I just want to say, if you're not into this band, just listen to all their music. So it's a band called Quiet Tribe. Come 
They're kind of like a pop punk, pop rock band, if you don't know them. Um, first kind of made waves back in 2006 when they covered Cindy Lauper's Time After Time. They are quite cheesy, but they're kind of self-aware of what they're doing. The guy, uh, Kevin, has great voice. It's always really stood out to me in that genre where singers kind of can sound quite a lot alike. Whereas, yeah, he he has a sort of really unique tone and I think he's, he's, he's a fantastic songwriter. I know he's produced stuff or, or co-written for other for other artists as well so d- definitely just go dive into their catalog, back catalogue if, if you're not familiar with them um, for me some standout tracks would be Tattoo off the last record that they did a song called Jessica which is just kind of transcends that genre and I just think it's the kind of song anyone can can get into so definitely look out for that one I think that's off their EP in 2009 there's another one called Avalanche That's that's got a huge chorus but um, yeah, so Quiet Drive would be my my first my first shout out for sure. Second one I'm coming to is this was a band that was on Drive Through Records, kind of when Drive Through Records were on the way out. Really, um, they're called The Day at the Fair. They had one full length called The Rocking Chair Years in 2005, which is worth listening to. But I, I want to focus on their EP that they put out in 2017 when they reformed. It's called The Epilogue. <laughs> has a really I just love the tone of his voice writes some really cool lyrics they've got some really cool songs so definitely check them out third record I'm actually I'm gonna go for a good Charlotte album that's kind of overlooked um, not even really played much by them these days uh, it was there uh, I want to say it would be would be the fifth for them called cardiology
so many good songs that like the kind of songs that if I go back and listen to them so it was 10 years since it came out and I'm like oh I forgot about this song I forgot about that song um, so yeah I picked that one Cardiology by Good Charlotte and some honourable mentions I want to uh, give a shout out to would be especially got the Dolly Rots very fond of them they've been, actually been on our show before they've got so many tunes just, just, just go on their Apple Music or their Spotify and and just just make your way through like the top tracks because they're a really fun band. Uh, another band I discovered recently are called the Everlove, uh, who are kind of like almost have like a bleachers kind of sound. Look out for the song "Keep Dreaming On." It's you know if it was by Bleachers, it would be a huge hit. So definitely look out for that. Also, I, I assume a lot of the listeners to this show would be would be into the Gaslight Anthem um, and I'm sure you're familiar with Brian Fallon's solo stuff but his first album I forget what it's called the one with the blue cover that album just holds up really well and really looking forward to his new album coming out and then a friend of Brian Fallon's Butch Walker if anyone listened to uh, his album in 2016 um, I think it's called Stay Gold maybe that's that's awesome as well and I, th- th- this is a weird one to bring up like um so it's kind of like self-promotion but not really so this is this is my old band so i'm not in this band anymore but if you check out a band called spineless yes men um the the last ep we did isn't on streaming platforms because the label it was through went bust but you can still find it and i i promise you it's worth checking out google speaking tongues that's the label then Spineless Yes Men, and you'll find the Death of Denmark EP still streaming on their website. And I just, I'm, I'm just really proud of it because I feel like it's a sound that no one's really done before. It's kind of like if you imagine Frank Turner singing for Edinburgh of the State era, Blink-182. If the sound of that appeals to you, I'd, I'd highly recommend checking it out. But yeah, that's kind of it. Again, want to thank uh, the guys at Growing Up Punk podcast again and... Um, Everyone stay safe and healthy and and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Hey, it's James from Between You and Me here and these are my three quarantine records. So the first record I want to talk about is a record called Aurora by a band called Antiskeptic. Against the faces of 
I was 14 when I first heard this record and it just like blew my brain apart. I think I was going to my first uh, like high school, like I just joined my first high school band, I was going to band practice and the singer made me this mix CD which had some of the tracks uh, from the record on it. One track was um, this track called Nothing To Say and, and this song, like those two firsts for me that I remember when I first heard this song. It was the first time I'd ever heard screaming or like yelling in a song. And I was just like, what is this? I need more of this. Like, it's just like that teenage emotion was like what I needed to hear when I, when I first heard it. And then also it was the first time I heard like a moving bass line. Um, like just didn't stick to the root note. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, how have I never heard this before? How are these people writing this if like, I've never heard it before? <laughs> it just that, like set me on this different musical path, like for sure. Um, and also the second track that I uh, recommend hearing if you just want to hear two songs of it is a song called Goodbye, Goodnight. And the, the thing that really catches me about this song is just the pure brilliance of the riff um, when it comes in. Like this band's a three piece and they just always find this this way to sound huge. Andrew Kitchen, the guitarist, like like once I heard this record, it just soon became like an idol of mine. I just wanted to play guitar like him, figure out how to play guitar like him. And this riff probably made it happen. Alright, so the next record <coughs> is called Nothing Is Sound by the band Switchfoot. was the follow-up to their um, monumental opus, The Beautiful Letdown. <laughs> um, and then when that was done, I was like, man, I need way more. I need so much more. This was huge, too huge like to be satisfied with. I need more to get my teeth into. So it was with the next record, when they announced I was hoping for something massive, and I definitely got it. Um, the opening track is definitely a standout track for me. It's called uh, Lonely Nation, and it just, expanded and challenged my mind on what and how I perceived rock music to be. Um, the instrumentation and layering on the song and, and the rest of the album still challenged me, challenges me to be like try and be different whenever I write. Um, the second track that I would recommend is the closing track which is called Daisy and it's just this beautiful disastrous masterpiece. 
like the lyrics, thinking back, I feel like it was the first time I'd heard words that I had no idea what they meant. Like words like contrition and avarice. I was just like, what the hell is he saying? So I went to a dictionary trying to find the meanings of them. Man, but yeah, that album really took me on a ride, but um, yeah, those two tracks, Lonely Nation and Daisy, definitely, definitely standout tracks for me. Alrighty, and my third record to check out during this quarantine period is um, a record called Drag It Down On You by probably my favourite Australian band, uh, Series. Like I just remember hearing this record from an interesting perspective. Like I was absolutely in awe of this band when I first heard them, and I was always wanting more from them. Like they just they just wrote songs that I wish I wrote, songs that I like as as normal as they sounded. I was just like, how did you come to write this? Like also being somewhat friends with the band, it was weird that I felt that. Um, well, because I never really felt that from a band that I'd known, like, outside of their music. Um, yeah, so, like the other two records I mentioned, oh, like, they were more, like, an arm's length away, so I got what I was given, but this kind of spoke to me like it, it was your friend telling you a story in a living room. It just hit really heavily. Um, just the pure, like, rawness of the lyrics and the music as a whole on this record was something that took my heart and, like, hunted it. It was so sad and beautiful all in one and just the music as well was just like a wild ride. Um, one of the standout tracks for me was 91 Your House. Um, this was a song when I heard on the record I just went oh shit this is some real fucking stuff like I just realized I felt the same way about myself with a lot, like hearing a lot of these songs so it like really brought me right in. Um, and the second track I would recommend is a song called Loaf. So, series, like whenever they release a record, they never release the lyrics. Like, there's no lyric booklet, it's just like a photo booklet or whatever they put with it. Um, which I think is kind of cool. And it really lets you hear what you want or need to hear from the record. And this song did kind of exactly that. Like, 
I think it was one of the closing lines in the song, and I thought it said, um, if I told you I want to die, would you come and kill me? And it's definitely not that. <laughs> um, and I know, I don't know why I heard that, but I just felt this absolute heaviness of self-loathing that Tom the singer was going through, like even though they weren't his words. And I was just like, man, there's definitely been times uh, in my life where I've just felt that hatred towards myself or whatever. Um, so yeah, when I heard this record, then I just like shared it with as many people as I could, like, you have to listen to this band. Like, and it still is like one of my favorite. Every time I put it on, it just it just put, puts me back right in that place again, which is cool. But yeah, um, those are my three records. Uh, Aurora by Antiskeptic. Um, Nothing is Sound by Switchfoot and Drag It Down Any by Series. Check those records out during this time. All on Spotify, all on everywhere, so you should be able to find it. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jake Goldsby here from Columbia House Party, coming in with my uh, quarantine requests, I suppose, for lack of a better term. Um, bandied a lot of different ones for what to suggest for this. Thought of going thematic and just thinking of, you know, apocalypse, heavy vibes or lonely vibes or whatever. But uh, decided to actually just do what uh, was asked of me and re request uh, or suggest uh, three albums that I think more people should know about slash more people should listen to. Uh, so that's what I ended up doing. Uh, my first recommendation is an album called Hard Pop by a band called Telethon. <laughs> States. Uh, they put out a bunch of releases. Uh, there's been a lot of, I've seen a lot of talk going around, you know, uh, 
emo music Twitter about their album that came out a couple years ago called The Grand Spontaneitan. Grand Spontaneitan, I think? I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Which is a 93-minute rock opera about the end of the world, and it's great. But uh, that's not the album I'm recommending. I'm recommending Hard Pop, which came out last year, uh, with one of my favorite albums of last year. Um, I recommend it to people who like stuff like Ted Leo or Motion City Soundtrack or The Hold Steady. I know all three of those are kind of disparate in sound, but that's kind of what I like about Telethon, that they sort of blend those three together, and those are three of my favorite bands, so obviously they were an easy pick for me. Uh, Really good lyrics, good hooks and riffs, um, a lot of keyboard, which I always like in my pop punk and emo sound, Uh, and also I love power pop stuff, and that's very much where they kind of sit. So, uh, yeah, Telethon, Hard Pop, check out that one. Uh, My second recommendation for killing time in a quarantine uh, is an album called Obsidian by a band called Baths. have three albums kind of in the electro pop uh dj-ish world i suppose uh i forget the term that i read when i was reading about the postal service that was very silly uh indie-tronic that's right i don't know if this fits in that but i like that term because it's a stupid way to call a genre uh, but uh, Obsidian came out in 2014, I believe. I believe at the time I said it was my favorite album of that year. 2013. came out in 2013. Uh, it's a really interesting mix of sort of... Lyrically, it's kind of what you'd expect closer from a emo record, I guess. But it's kind of backed by keyboards and electronic loops and lots of different sounds um his live show is also incredible if you've never seen baths when we're all allowed to get out of the house and go to shows again i highly highly recommend seeing him um it's a really kind of dark moody record that i listened to a lot in sort of darker periods of my life uh that got me through a lot of things which i always appreciate uh it touches on everything from relationships to Uh, sort of (laughs) apocalyptic-esque feelings to self-harm to, you know, one-night stands that you later regret. So it's not the happiest record in the world by any means, but uh, that's why we like it. Um, So that's a good one. 
And my third, that was just to repeat, Baths, uh, Obsidian is the name of the record. And uh, my third and final recommendation here uh, is an album by a band called The Twilight Sad, who I also talk about a lot. Uh, the album came out 2007-ish, I think. It's called 14 Autumns and 15 Winters. And 14 in Juno And I'm looking the wrong way And it's the past outside Father figure and with a, a heart of gold, a loving mother, a loving mother. The standing outside. May have heard of it. I'm not sure. Uh, it was sort of in the pitchforky indie music world for a minute. I think. Uh, I got into them late, so I'm not entirely sure on that. Uh, but I kind of like to consider The Twilight Sad as sort of a Scottish The National, uh, but slightly sadder and way, way more Scottish. Um, their sound has kind of evolved over the course of their career. This is their first record that I'm talking about now. It's very much in the sort of post-rock, post-punk kind of sound that you would find on a national record or in that kind of, you know, lots of driven by the rhythm section and contemplative lyrics. Um, they've sort of evolved into this kind of Cure-esque band, I guess, with a lot more synths backing their songs. They're also extremely noisy live, but that doesn't really come through on the record, which I think they do on purpose. But uh, the Twilight Side are awesome. Uh, the first two tracks on this album are one of my favorite like one two track openers of any album uh, those songs are cold days from the birdhouse and that summer at home i be had become the invisible boy weird titles but go with it um this is just like a nice moody album that i feel like suits a snowy day which you know we're kind of getting out of those now thankfully but we're also all stuck inside so I feel like it's an album whose mood sort of evokes, you know, sitting inside and staring longingly out the window on a bus is kind of how it comes to mind uh, for me, because that's kind of how I first started listening to this record, so maybe it's just burned into my brain. But um, Twilight Side are great, uh, and they're very Scottish, uh, which I said, which is very fun, uh, because when I first started listening to this record, and the vocals hit on Cold Days, uh, it was not the vocal I was expecting because uh, he very much leaves his accent in clearly for all to hear. So yeah, those are my recommendations. I could go on for way longer with way more, but that's not the assignment, so I'm not. Uh, so the Twilight Sad, Telethon, Baths, check them out. They're great. And uh, thanks for listening. Okay, uh, stay safe and healthy, everyone. Bye.
Hey everybody in Growing Up Punkland, this is Rich Tremblay, former drummer of the band Sick of Change, and uh, here are my uh, top underrated albums. Um, the first one comes from a band that everybody knows, uh, they've been around for almost 30 years. Um, the band is Pearl Jam. I feel like their most underrated record is uh, an album, it's their fourth album, it's called No Code. want to hear the sound of a band breaking up or at least almost um, this is the album to listen to um, to me it's almost like a, a little mini white album type of ride um, there's so many different types of songs on it and you can kind of hear what they were going through at the time um, it just there's a lot of there's a lot of angst in it um, I mean they literally are just it's kind of like the the fallout of fame uh, you know taking on Ticketmaster um, touring with Neil Young on his Mirrorball record, losing a drummer, and battling uh, addiction. But uh, to me, I feel like it's a beautiful mess. Um, the songs that stand out to me are Present Tense, Off He Goes, Red Mosquito, Habit, and Hail Hail. Um, all those songs, even if you just listen to those songs, um, you can get a feel for the record and how different it is. Um, all the different mu different musical ideas. Uh, I think the first couple records were more of uh, bassist uh, Jeff Amon and guitar player Stone Gossard songwriting, but as the band developed, um, they started uh, collaborating more, and Eddie started bringing in his own songs. So I think that's a great record to listen to, especially since you guys got a lot of time on your heads as, as, as well as I do. Um, the second record that I thought of was uh, by a band called Foster the People. I think that their second record, Supermodel, uh, is probably their best. Let's see, stand 
organic it sounds like a band because um, based on their first record uh, Mark Foster he was basically kind of just he's just the, the main guy who was a songwriter in LA or is a songwriter in LA and he just had kind of people play with him and kind of fill in with him and kind of form his band um, but once you know the first songs and and you know subsequently the first album had to come into being he had to put a band together um, and the second album um, basically is kind of like the culmination of that, uh, just sounding more organic and more like a band. Um, I feel like it's a very thoughtful and it's very thoughtful and uh, poignant lyrically. Um, it's basically the juxtaposition of the first record. Uh, the first record is called Torches. Um, I'd listen to it with headphones. Mark Foster has a really he has a talent for using a MIDI controller and getting some cool sounds and mixing them in with a large band. Uh, the songs that stick out to me are uh, Coming of Age, A Beginner's Guide to Destroying the Moon, uh, Fire Escape, Pseudologia Fantastica, uh, Best Friend. Um, those tracks are, I don't know, this album, even probably about six years later, I still find myself listening to it from time to time. So, And that's, to me, that's the... Uh, is the mark of a great album, uh, something that you're able to listen to even years down the road. Um, the next one is actually from a, 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 not so much just an underrated album, but I think an underrated band, uh, a band that I feel uh, should be bigger than they are. Um, and the band is called uh, Bad Sons. Uh, their latest record came out last year. It's called Mystic Truth. My friends all wonder why, yet no one takes the time to ask me. Any questions? I read between the lines of symbols in the sky. I'm happy. Any questions? I leave this world behind as I send a moonbeam pathway. Yeah, in the streets all come alive. I'm floating away over the They should definitely be bigger. Uh, this album is very upbeat, and it's a very upbeat, snappy record. Uh, there's a lot of hope in it as well. Um, it's a favorite, actually, of not just me, but uh, my wife and my daughter. Um, when we're in the car, this is one of the records that we'll play. Um, it's an all-the-time-in-the-car record, and it's super catchy. Um, the the awesome songs, the songs that stick out. It was hard to narrow this down, but because I virtually loved the entire record, 
but songs like Star Jumper, Hold Your Fire, and One Magic Moment, um, those are tracks that, you know, definitely stick out to me. Um, this band uh, is on Epitaph now. They were on uh, Vagrant uh, for the first two records, but they moved over to Epitaph. Um, they're kind of like a, I guess you can call it like a post-punk kind of alternative, like a power pop type of band. And I think they're they're really good, so I suggest you check them out. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't throw in a punk album. So this is an honorable men- honorable mention for me. It's from one of my favorite punk bands of all time. It's Face to Face. I feel like this album doesn't get as much love or as much talk, um, even uh, you know, like 20 years after it came out. But the album's called uh, Reactionary. Um, whenever I go back and listen to Face to Face records, I listen to this is one of the main ones I listen to, um, along with their self-titled uh, record. Uh, people give a lot of love to their first, probably their first two, maybe three records. And then uh, lately, I've been hearing a lot of talk about their Ignorance is Bliss record, which is the record before Reactionary, which was their kind of experimental record that a lot of people didn't like back in the day, but they really like now. Um, but this song, uh, there's like four songs that really stand out to me. Uh, Disappointed, Out of Focus, Hollow, and Think for Yourself. Um, really feel like they're, they have some really good chops in this record, and I think a lot of it has to do with the Ignorance is Bliss record, just like really fine-tuning their songwriting, um, even the performances. I, I just feel the performances are top-notch, and I just love hearing Trevor Keith's uh, like raspy, uh, like husky, um, energetic you know, vocals, and, and he tends to write lyrics that are introspective, where they talk about the world at large, and it, you know, he doesn't really write funny types of songs and, um, and things that are nonsensical or, or not serious so that's one of the reasons why i like this band so hope you guys stay safe out there um continue washing your hands and distancing yourself and eventually you know we'll get through it um out here in california they're starting to clamp down a little bit more um so we're just gonna have to ride the wave out guys there's nothing more we can do about it just basically do your part or we'll do our part and uh get through it but in the meantime um, really take in these records I, I think that they're they're something special okay hello 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 my name is Stuart Ross and I play guitar in a band called Comeback Kid, and I also play guitar in another band called Misery Signals. Um, Aaron has reached out to me and asked me to uh, talk about three underrated records um, to give people something to check out while they're stuck inside during this uh, strange situation. Um, So first of all... uh, Aaron asked that I don't, well, he didn't say not to, but he said it didn't have to be like your favorite three records. Um, But I just want to go on record anyway and just say um, what my three favorite records are anyway, because I'm bored and I want to talk to somebody, you know? Um, So first of all, my favorite three records of all time uh, would have to be 
Green Day Insomniac, Rancid and Now Come the Wolves, No Effects Punk and Drublick. And, well, I guess if, oh man, I don't know. Metallica records are important too. People, everyone should listen to old Metallica records um, just because they rock. Um, Master of Puppets and Injustice for All in particular. Anyway, but let's get to the point here. Uh, so I'm going to talk about three records that I think you should discover. And I'm kind of a one-trick pony. I, I, I listen to a lot of different music, but my favorite style of music is punk music. And so that's typically what I listen to day in, day out, and what I'm going to talk about. Um, so first of all, uh, we'll talk about a record by AFI called Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. This is like a record that I think is pretty un- unsung by fans of AFI. A lot of people will talk about like Black Sails and The Sunset um, and then the records that kind of follow that. For me, Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes was the last AFI record that I was like super into. Um, so yeah, I think it's their best record. Um, and I got into AFI when I was pretty young. I saw them uh, open up for Rancid on the Outcome Outcome the Wolves tour. Um, so, I mean, that was probably like 96, 95, 96 or something. Anyway, uh, but when I saw AFI, they had just released um, Answer That and Stay Fashionable. And, you know, I was super into it. I was young and, and, and that record's still pretty awesome. Um, but, you know, they were like a snotty, poppy punk band then. Um, and following that, they had released Very Proud of You, which again was like another, Very Proud of Ya, which was another like pretty snotty, but poppy like punk record. Um, but anyway, so when when Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes came out, um, it was almost more of like a hardcore record. Um, I think, uh, you know, Davey was like immersed in the straight edge movement, which gave them like this connection to the hardcore scene. And I think that was, like, reflected on that record. Um, it's still, like, a punk record, but, you know, it's it's also arguably, like, a hardcore record. It's still melodic, um, but the songs were darker, and I definitely think, like, just more mature um, than their previous efforts. Um, what else can I say about this record? Uh, I guess it's just, like an album where I think like they, they kind of like found a more important voice than singing about, uh, you know, ragging on jocks, high school football hero stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this record's cool. If you've never listened to it, uh, I think you should check it out. It's got a lot of really cool songs. Um, my favorite song on that record is a song called salt for your wounds. Um, yeah. Also that record has like really cool artwork. It's just kind of like a this weird dark cover with these like little devils on it and stuff. Um, 
yeah, I think it's the best AFI record. Uh, disagree with me if you want. <laughs> um, so next, uh, I'm going to throw out another punk record for you guys, uh, is Good Riddance Operation Phoenix. <laughs> I was still in high school when this came out. Um, but overall, again, I think it's arguably Good Riddance' best record. Uh, I think it's another record, like, similar to the AFI record we just talked about. Um, I think this is a record where Good and Riddance, um, you know, uh, finally, like, kind of, like, committed to a sound. Because I think on their previous records... Um, they had sort of fenced walk between kind of being like a poppy skate punk band with like these tinges of emotive, like kind of hardcore sounds or sections. But like, um, they still had like that fat wreck sound on their previous records. And I think with this record, it was more, it's like more, there's still some like poppier songs, but it's more angry. It's more topical. Um, like I think, well, I shouldn't say top. Like, you know, their their previous records were political, but they were just, like, very fat wreck. They had the fat rack sound. You know, they were clearly, like, like at least at least Comprehensive Guide, like, sounds like a Ryan Green record with, like, that really slappy kick and snare and, like, the really, like, kind of buzzsaw guitar tones. Anyway, um, I'm getting... I'm, I'm getting carried away here. Uh, but, yeah, I think... Um, Operation Phoenix is just like a good hardcore punk record. It's still like melodic um, for those like sort of like fat record uh, fans, but it's like angry and political at the same time. Um, I love the way this record is recorded. This is like, I think this is the first Good Riddance record that they did with Jason Livermore, um, Blasting Room, and like that stands out. Uh, it's just like a clean sounding record. Um, it's not overly like edited or anything, but it's like a big sounding record. The tones sound great. Um, I don't know. I just love this record. It's got some really great songs on it. Uh, there's a great balance of like, you know, melodic sing-along songs and then just like really fast-paced, pissed, uh, hardcore songs. Um, so yeah, my favorite song on the record is the first song, Shadows of Defeat. But there's other great songs on it. Um, Shit Talking Capitalists, Blue Liners, Letters Home. Um, overall, yeah, I love this record. It's probably like one of, just in general, one of my favorite records of all time. So if you're a fan of um, melodic punk or hardcore and you've just like kind of like never really spent too much time with Good Riddance, this is the record that I would recommend. Um, and lastly, Let's, uh, I'll throw this out there because I was like, 
before I played guitar in Comeback Kid, I was definitely a fan of Comeback Kid. And um, so let's talk about broadcasting. There's a Comeback Kid record called Broadcasting. of like the sleeper record for the band um this record was released after uh turn it around and wake the dead and wake the dead had like a pretty big buzz around it a lot of people love that record to this day it's still like the band's biggest record um but there's like some some stuff going on like between wake the dead and broadcasting for those who don't know um comeback had switched singers um the original singer Scott left the band and Andrew, the guitar player, took over singing. Um, so when they went in to record this record, I think a lot of people were like, oh, what's, what's it going to sound like? Who knows like, what, what the band's going to sound like now with a different singer? Um, I think it's awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, you know, a, a lot of people kind of didn't know where this was going to go. And Wake the Dead, you know, to this day is still kind of like a quintessential melodic hardcore record. Um, and for a guy like me who was into like a lot of skate punk and and more like of the melodic realm of like punk and hardcore, um, Wake the Dead was like a crazy record because um, it kind of like encompassed all those elements. Anyway, we're talking about broadcasting. So... <laughs> When that record came out, I had no idea what to expect, and uh, I think like it's got some of the the coolest guitar play the band has ever done. Um, there's a lot of like nuances of these like odd time signatures and rhythms. Um, yeah, I, when like when we talk about playing songs from broadcasting, it always comes back to us. Well, my opinion is that it's like more of the musician's record. Um, I think if you're into like you know, riff craft and, and, and things like that. It's got, it's got some cool stuff on it. Um, yeah, I think Andrew and Jeremy did an amazing job with this record. Um, and in saying that, I don't think in the grand scheme of things that people love this record as much as they love other comeback hit records, but I love the songs on this record and I wish we played more of them because it's, it would be fun to play those riffs. Um, Again, this record was recorded by Jason Livermore, who did um, Good Riddance Operation Phoenix. So maybe maybe there's a, a connection there that I'm just that I'm uh, just putting together now. Maybe that's why I like it so much, the production and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it sounds awesome. Some of my favorite songs, Comeback Kid songs, are on that record. Um, if you're looking for something interesting to listen to pop on headphones and listen to that there's just like a lot of cool guitar interplay and um there's still a lot of uh, 
melodic hooks and stuff, which kind of like didn't exist previous to broadcasting for Comeback Kid. Um, so in a way, I think it's like, it's kind of like the band finding their sound. Um, and if you know Comeback Kid, the next record, Symptoms and Cures, uh, I think is probably where Andrew and, and Jeremy kind of really, really developed the sound that they had started, you know, developing on broadcasting. Anyway, uh, that's, that's my opinion on that. That's a record I think you should check out as well. Um, my favorite songs on broadcasting would be a song called Come Around and another song called In Case of Fire. Uh, yeah, so hopefully I haven't eaten up too much of Aaron's time here. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about these records. Um, everyone stay safe out there during this weird, weird, strange time. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for checking this out.